Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And I'm sitting here with Janine. Hi, Janine. Hello, everyone. And uh, we are in another Airbnb. We're actually packing up, ready to move today. So that's, we're moving into Airbnb number two, and then there's one more move. Hopefully, only one more move after that. But we've got some good news for you. We have found a house yeah, a relief sigh, uh, perhaps a little bit cry. Uh, in this process, we are getting some certainty, getting some things moving. None of it has worked like what we expected. So what we want to do today is is walk you through what's happened in the process, what uh, last minute things happened just this week, and uh, the process we got to that, and then what we've learned out of this around expectations, around God, around doing this as a family. Uh, it is messy, but it is, I think it's it's learning. I feel so much more relief compared to last week. How do you feel? Obviously, a lot more relief. We actually have a house to go to. We have been joking with the family about being homeless uh, as we, you know, go from Airbnb to Airbnb, and finally we've found a house we love, so... That's that's a better place to be in. And just heads up, this has been a six-month process. We've flown over from California to Pennsylvania looking, taking a few days at a time to literally drive around and look at houses with an agent. Uh, we have then been on the East Coast since June the 9th, and we've been looking, like actively looking for a house. Uh, we've also got all that God has said in that process. And obviously, you can look online and see a bunch of different things. So we've had a set of criteria and expectations, both from what we uh, knew that we needed as a family and what we've heard God say. Combine those two things together. And that's what led us to look at a bunch of these properties. But uh, we got to this point where if you listen to the two previous episodes, uh, Dad, Eureka of Stress was one of them. And then the insider's perspective, the conversation I had with Graham, who was with us in the middle of it, seeing literally what we did when nothing seemed to be working and it was confusing and str- just a struggle. And we walked on a board, uh, large pieces of paper stuck to the wall and we wrote down with the family uh, what the options were, uh, renting, buying, Airbnb, uh, that's pretty much all there was. <laughs> There's the only options. And, uh, and then what did God say? And then what our history was. And from that, we looked at a, a number of other houses to purchase. And it cut down to one. And then we looked at some rentals. And one we dro- walked through with the family. What was that like? Oh, it was disgusting. Our son, who is 18, who's just the most cruisy kid on the planet, uh, somebody walked out and got back in the car and said, no way, just not happening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was definitely not an option. <coughs> so that was one option, excuse me. And then the other option was with a rental is they wouldn't take dogs. Yeah, our dogs have <coughs> been uh, a big part of the the problem in this process because Obviously, Airbnbs and um, <coughs> rentals don't take dogs. And, um, yeah, we, we considered, or Andy considered getting rid of the dogs for a little bit there, and we protested and said, no way, they're part of the family and going forward. So, uh, yeah, it becomes more of a challenge if you have dogs as part of the process. So 
other than buying a house, the alternatives, Airbnb or rental, were either too expensive or non-existent, like literally a flat out no way, or they would not work for our family. So we were down to this one property, would actually fit, it fit some of our expectations. I mean, it was on beautiful land. It had a great uh, in-law suite for our oldest, who's, who's going to be with us. And it did have the required number of bedrooms. It did have some things going for it. But the bottom line was it was tiny and pokey and... Um, it was perfect for Hannah. It was perfect for Hannah, but it was not perfect for the other kids. And they were sucking it up and being great and bra- brave and, yeah, we can do this, but I knew that they didn't like it. So in the middle of that, there are times to sacrifice. So as a family, we talked about this, prayed about it, and felt like this is the way to move forward. So in spite of... Okay, we just got to suck it up. You know, there's a time to be humble. And compared to renting, this is amazing. Yeah. So we processed that. And I thought we were in a healthy place in well, a, in a yes. decision to move forward. We were, mostly because there was no other option. So as Andy said, this, is, this house is not great. I don't like it. But it's better than renting. And we can't find anywhere to rent. So let's do it. So in the process of that, we just like... Are we just check in with the Lord again and again and again? Are we making the right decision? Is this, there are no other decisions. Do we just wait? Well, we can't do nothing. And the, the, the Airbnb price is ridiculous. So Lord, what do we do? And I know for me, as I prayed, I just literally came up. There's a closet up here. So literally close the door in the closet with the light off and just walk around and just praying. I'm praying in the spirit or praying in tongues and just God, give me your wisdom on this. And... Uh, just the sense that I had is follow the process. So from that, I took, let's move forward. And we're going to trust that if God leads, he can lead us out of this. He can lead us into this. He can redeem this. He can rescue this. But we are moving forward. And I had a sense of excitement. Okay, I can do this. We can do this. We can change this. We can move forward. So I had a sense of certainty. And then what happened? I had never had a sense of peace with the house. And I thought it was just my own desires like this doesn't fit it it had the smallest pokiest bedroom and master suite ever and it had the laundry inside the master suite so that every person in the house would have had to come and drop their dirty socks and underwear in our bedroom basically and so I just thought this is me I you know I just need to suck it up for the sake of the family so I had been going on that thing like I don't like it I have no peace about it, but it's probably just my own desires. And we talked about, you know, step one, put $30,000 into renovating that master. But that wasn't all of it. Yeah, there was just, the more I thought about it, the more I saw problems with it. There was no pantry whatsoever in the kitchen. There was no storage anywhere. There was sort of wasted space. So we put in the offer and... The owners came back with a minor change to the offer, like just the move-in date. And so we basically had our offer accepted. But that night, I lay in bed thinking about all the challenges with it. And in desperation, I finally said to the Lord, God, is this really the best that you have for us? Now, in this process, I felt like God had been pretty quiet for me personally hearing him 
I just, his voice had just been really quiet. But when I threw up that question like, Lord, is this really the best that you have to offer us? Uh, I felt like he said, well, is that all you have the faith for? And I went, oh my goodness. And, And within that, I felt like if I would have faith for more, then there was more on offer. You got to understand that at this point, the kids are, even though they're not in love with the house, they're kind of excited that the journey's finally over. We've got somewhere yep. solid. We've got somewhere certain for the first time in forever. We've yeah. got a plan. We, it's all moving forward. And so this is late at night. Everyone's asleep, and I had to face the fact that in the morning I have to have a conversation with everybody and say. You know how we thought we had a house and it's pretty certain? I don't think it's for us. <laughs> oh, no. I have to be the troublemaker and say, let's say no to something that's certain and let's believe for something more. So not a fun conversation. And the first conversation was with me. And so we get up the next morning, uh, we go for a walk. And I, I don't know, I, I guess I can tell you, this is what it was like. I was ticked. I'm like, we have walked through this process. We've given plenty of room to give input. And now we want to pull out. And so that process, and you shared the process. I had to navigate my own feelings. But trust this. This is this not going to work if I just try and bulldoze through. I had to listen. What was your experience of that? Yeah, you did a great job. And I knew that you were upset and, and uh, annoyed with me. Because I had been back and forth, and that's so unlike me to go back and forth and be double-minded. And I also knew that there would be great disappointment with the kids, and I didn't want to do that. I did remember that we did this last time we had a house. We were in a very similar position, and I remember being the one then too to sit down with the family and say, we could do this, I just don't think it's God's best in it, and it worked out great. So when I sat down and told them the process and told them what God had said, there were tears and the, there was a lot of um, angst amongst the kids, <laughs> amongst them all. But just to say, hey, we have this history when we did this last time. It worked out really great and we ended up in our dream house. So let's believe for that again. And we talked through this, I mean, just highlighted the learning even in the moment with the kids is, you know, we're doing the best that we can, making the decisions that we know, listening to the Lord in the process. Our kids are 15, 18, 19, and 21. So the greatest desire is that they learn and stay tenderhearted in this process. And that we do as well. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly shaking us around. It's like, God... I can't understand you. I trust you, but I don't understand you. That's Proverbs 3, just there. But this highlighted this thing of if it's better to walk away at the altar than it is to get married and then two weeks later, you you are in this. You've got to have the grace for it. You can't. So you're better to walk away now. And it's okay to do that at that stage. It's not okay just to walk away two weeks later. So even the ability to better withdraw our offer. So we, we then went through this process of, okay, let's let's start again. And this process has actually forged in us some things that are non-negotiable. I mean, obviously the layout of the house, the size of the bedrooms, it's a non-negotiable. We didn't necessarily push on that. But perhaps there's some things that we thought we wanted that aren't as critical. So we literally put up another piece of paper, 
uh, or actually we reversed the ones we had from the week before and left them on the wall, uh, masking tape up with a vivid marker, permanent marker, and not on the wall, on the paper. And uh, we just wrote down again, what are the non-negotiables and listed those out as a family. It's got to be a place of peace. It's got to have X number of bedrooms. It's got to have the, the flow within the house that is critical. It's got to have a space for Hannah, who's becoming more independent, for her to kind of take that next step. So we wrote down these things. And then we wrote down another list on another piece of paper, which were, was the things that we would love. But we're at the point of saying, Lord, you're leading, you're guiding. We don't know the details. This may be just for a, a year or two years. Uh, but this is we would love these things, but they're not critical things that we need for now. And then we jumped back onto realtor.com or zillow.com and we looked with a new set of parameters. And what happened? Well, we found three houses uh, and we put them, linked the, the TV, linked the computer to the TV, put them up for everybody to see. And we went through a few and said no to a couple. and But we ended up with three that were possibles. And you got to understand, everyone's discouraged. Everyone's, there's lots of, you know, tears and disappointment. But let's do this one more time. Let's have a look now with the new parameters. And three stood out and we said, well, let's go. We're an hour and a half away from where we want to live. And But one thing I failed to mention is that morning, I don't know about you guys, but when you look at your Bible, you version on your phone, it'll have a scripture of the day. The scripture on that day was cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. It right. just was so timely. So we're just in the middle of that. We just paused and just said, you know, that literally means to throw your cares, the things that you're cared and concerned about, put them on the Lord. So we literally did that as a family, just prayed, just short, just quick, but different ones prayed and literally the frustration, the anger, the irritation, the fear, the concern, That's right. the, the hopes, the dreams, we just cast those all on the Lord. And it was a vulnerable moment, but it was short. And then ask the Lord to be our real estate agent. Yeah, that's and, right. And it wasn't yeah. like we hadn't done that before, but it just it felt more significant and vulnerable in the middle of the pain. And the I have no idea how to move forward. Almost like the is like the Israelites at right. the Red we, Sea. There's no way forward, no way back. But we've moved forward and nothing's opened up yet. Yeah, we had been talking as a family about that feeling of standing at the Red Sea and the Israelites are breathing down our neck, but the Red Sea hasn't opened up. We just don't know what to do. So we did that all over again, which sounds easy, but isn't easy when you've been doing that for six months and nothing has opened up. And so um, looked again, found these homes. No one wanted to wait. So we, Andy made some phone calls and off we went. One had an open home. And uh, one we couldn't get into, but one we were able to, another one we were able to get into. Well, that one was actually kind of sweet because I just called, my, my our agent was on vacation and I couldn't get a hold of him at quick notice. So I just called the number on the on the, the website, which I'm not quite sure if you're supposed to do that, but hey, we you wanted to have a look right. at the house. <laughs> well, the listing agent wasn't there, but this other random agent in that company was there. And she said, look, I just need to get permission from your agent. So I was trying to make sure I'm not making a mess here. Well, it turns out she is not getting a, a cent from this deal. She just was doing it out of her own goodwill. 
didn't know us, didn't know anything, but just a sweet kiss in that little process to have that favour there. We looked at the first house, it was kind of, yeah, that was okay. okay. Nothing special. Looked at the second house, uh, just stood on the outside, walked around, looked good, but a bit more road noise, so I'm not sure if that would have worked for us in terms of the non-negotiables. Now, the third house, what did you observe? We walked in and immediately there was um, kind of a sense of peace around everybody. And as we walked around together and people, different different kids look at different things first because of what's important to them. But each one started to, to come back and report to me, this is, this is good, Mum. By halfway through, our son, who was kind of sticking fairly close to me, again, has just been very cruisy in the process, not had a lot of opinions, but he is in my ear like, we have to make an offer. Quick, let's make an offer. Mum, will you please make an offer? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, everybody just came back like, we love this house. So, that, now just got to know this, this house is so different to everything so we looked different. at. Like, it's... It's like almost touch the house next door. Yeah, that, there is no way we would have done that last week. No way. And, yeah, just a lot of things. Every other, uh, or pretty much every other house we've looked at has had land. And this has very little land. It's really small. But it does look out onto the trees. Every Every bedroom, I believe, looks out onto trees. And so it does have that feel. And so we've... It, it feels pretty amazing because we have compromised what we had come to is we're probably going to have to compromise on being in the country, which we did, but we didn't compromise the heart behind being in the country, which is looking out onto green and peace. feeling yeah feeling peaceful. So it's a great lesson in even going a step further, like what is it that you really want when you say you want to be in the country? What is it you're looking for? When you say you want a certain thing, there's usually something a little bit deeper behind that. And so we compromised the country piece, but didn't compromise on wanting peace and uh, looking out on trees. I watched the girls as they talked about which ha- which room would, you know, I have, and they both kind of looked at each other and said, you know, it doesn't matter between this one and this one because they both, when I look up, wake up and open my curtains, open my blinds, both of them look out onto beautiful green trees. I, it doesn't actually matter which one is which. So, so bottom line is it was a unanimous yes from every single one of the family. Yes, which it's, is a miracle. Yeah. When you oh, have six strong-willed people. Yeah. Uh, and it was the feeling that we had like the previous two houses we had in Reading when we bought them. It's the whole family was like a unanimous yes. So then we've got this. We're now through to, oh, my gosh, but are we even going to get it? So we put an offer in. At the time, there was nothing else, and we think, here we go. So we put in a little bit more following the professional advice because it only just come on the market, and houses in that location are selling between two and ten days of coming on the market. Still just white hot compared to anything else because of the location and the type of house and the type of people going into those houses. Well, then we find out that the second there is a second offer going in, so we are being asked to put in our best offer and they're going to be presented side by side so initially i'm ticked i'm like this is crazy we offered more than they asked for why don't they just accept it uh, they just leveraging us all of that stuff 
and we talk through it as a family and they're talking through different prices, what we could do. And someone's saying, well, we, we should just go this and this number I heard. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Like that's a lot more than, and we sort of walk through this. At what point would it be a joy? And at what point would you just start to resent paying that much? And for some of the kids, they're not paying that much. Maybe it's just me <laughs> that would resent paying that much. But then we did this cool thing is, okay, we're going to put in an offer higher, but let's pause and just get a sense of what the Lord would say. And every single one, you and all the kids came back exactly the same number, and it was less than what they talked about, which make me really, really happy. Yeah. I mean, it gives you great confidence when each of you pray individually and you all get the same number. And we're still a little bit nervous because suddenly, you know, we've dropped the house that we were going to do, We've trusted God, we've found a new house, we have a sense that this is the Lord, but suddenly, once again, it's up in the air, maybe somebody else is going to buy it from out from under us. But it did give us a measure of confidence, and at least we didn't have to wait long because we knew it was being presented an hour or so later and they would make a, a decision that night. So They did. And they did. And they and, decided in our favor. Yeah, and that <laughs> random agent put in a good word for us, and our agent put in a good word for us as a family. And we are now in process. We have secured a house. It turns out to be uh, like low maintenance. Everything's, property inspections are phenomenal. I've never walked through a house where you don't have to do stuff other than basic maintenance. It's just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. We're, we're underway. How do you feel about it when we had a second look yesterday? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was very fun to go with kids and kids are measuring rooms for furniture and just looking around and dreaming. And I think it has been really hard on our hearts, the up and down, the uncertainty for so long. Um, so just knowing that there is a certainty now and that the joy of of them having a home, pretty much other than our oldest, everyone's heading out to university or to our youngest is going to a boarding school. So this is very much the home base. And each of them, as we talked about, what is it you're wanting? Really, they talked about, we want a base that feels a safe place to come back to. And so it's fun watching them design their home base. I feel less urgency because I'll have more time to create that for us. But for them, there's this urgency of how do I set up my room? But just the joy of that is really fun to watch. So it changes the atmosphere and environment. So just wrapping this up, what did we learn in this process? That's what I want you to get so that you can apply this to wherever you're walking through this messy intersection of faith, family and business. There are no lines. And so number one is following the process of walking with God. It's continuing to walk while also continuing to listen. Uh, and trusting the outcome. Just this whole sense of the good shepherd is the good shepherd. Like he literally leads you. And even when it doesn't go like what you expect, you can trust him with the outcome. And actually, if you're not 100% sure, you can take a step with confidence, knowing that he will guide you. Even if you're making a wrong step, he will guide your step. He can redeem, he can restore, he can divert, he can change anything. So that part of that process for me was trusting him with that previous house and that offer, knowing that, okay, God, I'm trusting you. 
I'm leaning into this. I'm leaning into you. I haven't heard you say anything else. So we're going to trust you in this, that you're going to guide our steps and you'll get us out of this if this is not you. And that's exactly what happened. I think what was beautiful for me is I had to be really vulnerable with Andy and then with the the family in that moment when I came to the point of, you know, I've heard God and I feel like he's asking us, is that all you've got faith for? And um, I thought they would be angry and initially people were disappointed a bit cross, but actually uh, my two of my girls in particular came to me and said, thank you, Mum, for being vulnerable. Thank you for hearing. And then when we secured the other house, they were both like oh very gosh. vocal. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you. You were right. You heard God. And But I just think um, in the process, beautiful, that when you'll be vulnerable and say, look, we, we might have got it wrong or maybe we, you know, I'm sorry, we've dragged you through this, but I feel this is what I feel like the Lord is saying. The beauty is that they got to experience that journey as well. They got to see when you listen to God, it works out better than you expected. And so taking your family on that journey with you, but being vulnerable and willing to say, yeah, I just, this is what I feel, this is what I sense, I think that's a big deal. Uh, Second point is the process of delay was painful, but necessary to adjust our expectations to see differently. If we hadn't gone through the process, we would have never have reset what was non-negotiable. Um, and, oh, by the way, the house wasn't actually on the market until that point anyway. But there's something about the process that shapes us. A part of me wonders, God, why don't you just tell me? Like, this, 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 do this, this is what you're going to get. But there's something about this life process uh, that everything around us shapes us. And so he was walking with us in the process, and the process is necessary. We want the outcome, but the process is more important so actually walking through this helped us work out what was non-negotiable. Uh, like what you said, Janine, it wasn't, we still love the country. We'd still like do that in a heartbeat. Yes. But there was something in behind that is clarifying, actually, it's the peace and it's the tranquility and it's the ability to be able to look onto green nature, uh, that environment, uh, rather than actually having six acres, three acres, whatever. So actually getting back to what is really, really important and what's behind that. Uh, third thing we wrote down was the importance of listening to your spouse. Uh, I just want to say that again. is The importance of listening to your spouse. If I hadn't listened to you, it was kind of obvious. There's a couple of times where you were clearly not liking that. And I thought it was dead then, but then I walked through, talked through. It's like, no, you're back on. But so, but this time is knowing this is this well, is dead. And well, I think the difference was too. The first couple of times you knew I was unhappy with the first house. You knew I didn't like it. I was vocal with that. You know, it was obvious that I didn't. But I also had said I can suck it up and make it work. But then that. The last time, that at that last moment when I came to you and I said, this is what I heard the Lord say. And that's different than you should listen to your wife, particularly if she says she hates the house. I'm not, you should definitely listen. But there's a difference too when someone says, this is what I feel like the Lord says. And that changes everything, I think. Yeah, it changes everything. So listen, listen. Uh, I think highlight too in this whole thing of, we were kind of felt like late in the process of pulling out on that offer. It's okay if you've got a hesitation, especially in the thing that for me is 
your hesitation was increasing over that time. It wasn't that we made a decision and then, okay, now I've got peace and a plan to move forward. It was actually we made a decision and then your hesitancy increased. So pay attention to that and and go with that. If that don't just go through mindlessly because you think it's the right thing. No, trust your conviction and and make the decisions accordingly. And part of what I had been lying there thinking about was when Andy and I were engaged, there was a moment when he seemed unsure that he wanted to marry me and I gave him the ring back and said, look, I thought when you gave me the engagement ring, you were sure and it seems like you're not. And I gave him the ring back. Well, he came the next day and gave me my engagement ring back. But I lay there at night thinking about if this house was, you know, if this was uh, an engagement situation, I would be happy to give the ring back and and I would not want to marry this house. (laughs) And I think that's, as I thought through that kind of scenario, it became really clear, like, I I really, I was praying for them to reject our offer. And I went, oh, this kind of seems crazy that I'm going to marry this house even though I'm praying they won't, you know, they won't go through with it. So next point, uh, the good shepherd has indeed led us to good pasture and the house we have found is above and beyond what we could ask or imagine. Not only does it meet all the non-negotiable needs for us to thrive, it's also ticked off 90% of that list. You know that second list we wrote of the things we love? Yeah. It's got 90% of that, you know, down to everything except for a walkout basement kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. He truly is the good shepherd. He truly does lead really well. You truly don't understand him. Like, there's, <laughs> just get over it. You won't understand until perhaps afterwards. But you can trust him and trust his nature. You can. And... I think the struggle for me in the midst of it was really that struggle of can I trust that he's good for me? And the, as I went through the rental house that was really ugly, I did say, is this, this is definitely, I know this is not the best that you have for me. And, and so the struggle was really, do you love me enough, God, to give me a house that I can love? Not just one that Hannah loves, not the one just that Andy loves, but one that I can feel like is uh, me and that I can love. And so you have to keep pushing in and realise that, yes, yes, he loves you enough to meet you where you're at. So we just wrap around you right now, just to clear over you Psalm 91, and also that you can cast on him your cares because he cares for you. He cares for you. The good shepherd cares for you. He leads and guides you really, really well. So in the midst of your decisions, in the midst of the process, I just release this grace over you to be flexible, to have a listening ear, to keep walking, to trust him, that his character, that his nature and his faithfulness is unchanging. So if you're silent, keep if he's silent, keep walking and trust him to lead and guide. And we just pray around your families, around your marriages, around your relationships in this process, that they only grow from strength to strength. Yeah, and we bless you to to be okay with not being okay in the process. We weren't okay in the process. We were sad and we were disappointed and we were upset uh, many times. 
But we, we bless you to know that it's okay to be there, but to keep putting your hand in his and to keep walking with the good shepherd, knowing that he will lead you out of that valley. He will take you to greener pastures and he will make you lay down there. Oh, and just final thing, the address, the location is in a place called New Hope. <laughs> it is.